Well, we are going to head into today's scripture reading, which is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. We're going to read this in the ESV. There are ESV Bibles in the back if you want to grab one, uh, but you can also, uh, we'll project it behind me. Uh, if you have a Bible app or a way to look up the scripture on your own, we encourage you to do that. And especially for those at home, I know it might be hard to read the scripture on the screen. Um, but again, it's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. And um, for those who are in person, and if you're comfortable doing this at home, uh, if you could please stand as able for the reading of God's word. May the, may the Lord bless the reading of God's word for us today. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Um, so I've been kind of going through, um, it's like kind of like an unofficial sermon series um, in this spring and summer period. Um, and so I've been kind of like thinking of it as like uh, things I need to be reminded of. <laughs> like me, Pastor Steve, things I need to be reminded of and things that kind of are speaking to my soul right now. wanted to share those with you that maybe those might be helpful to you and um, you know, uh, today's passage in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it's one of those passages that sounds really nice, right? This whole idea of, of, you know, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, right? It's just like one of those things that, you know, you, you hear and on first glance, you're just kind of like, yeah, okay, like cool, sure. But on second glance, you kind of think about it and you're like, is that even possible? You know, I wonder if there's passages like this that kind of talk about this constancy of joy, a constancy of prayer, a constancy of thanksgiving that are just kind of impossible. And maybe in some ways, it just kind of becomes like, I don't know, like this sort of like Christian thing. You know, it's like, oh, it would be nice to, you know, like Christians should be nice. Christians should be loving. But, you know, we're not always, you know, we're human beings. And is that even possible to rejoice always? Right? Is that all, uh, possible to pray without ceasing? I, I know sometimes, uh, especially when I was younger and I would hear this passage, you know, I would think like, it, it, does that mean I'm like I'm always like, you know, just walking around and I'm like, Father God, thank you so much for everything. Like, like that doesn't even make sense. You know, what does that mean? You know, and then there's the whole give thanks in all circumstances. I really want to key in on that one today. Um, and, and, and I wonder, uh, again, like, you know, as we think about, you know, like maybe on one level, it's almost like, okay, like, like I know we should do that. It's just something where we're just kind of like, yeah, 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 okay, whatever. And we just kind of dismiss it. Or even worse, there's some of us who like, maybe we think we're doing it, but it's like not really genuine, you know? And, 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 and like we're either self-deceived or the joy is like a little bit fake, you know? It's like we don't really have joy, you know? Um, but, but friends, I, I do want to say that uh, when you look at this passage, it says, this is, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And there's a couple of things there that I want to point out that, that I, I want to show you that I do think that these things are, number one, they're good for us. And number two, I think that they are possible, but not naturally right? So you'll notice it says, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus, right? Uh, that idea that 
it's not the will of God for you to do this by your own ability, right? Because you're not going to be able to, right? And many of us who are just like, you know, I should be joyful. You know, I should be thankful. You know, I should be connected to God always, but I'm not. If you try to do it under your own power, in your own way, I don't think you're going to be able to do it. So, you know, just want to put that out there. But also this idea that this is God's will for you because it's good for you, right? What, what, what does it look like to rejoice, right? Let, let, let's just take the feasibility out of it for a second, but just this idea that you would have joy all the time. Do you want that? Because I want that, right? Like, wouldn't that be a great thing if we could have joy all the time, right? Or what about the idea of praying without ceasing? Now, maybe if you grew up in the church, this sounds like a chore, but I wonder if we thought about it like this. Like, imagine that you were always on the phone with God. You always had a line open, right? Or how about this? God is always walking beside you. You don't have to say anything. It's not like you have to constantly, like, you know, like, like, like chat his ear off or something, or God's not necessarily going to do that with you. But have you ever been with somebody and you're just walking alongside them and you have that comfortable silence, right? It's, like, kind of cool, right? It's just kind of cool to know that they're there, you know? And, and even if you're not speaking words, their presence is felt. Wouldn't you want that? Wouldn't you want to know that God is with you always and you have that assurance that he's by your side, right? Wouldn't that be cool? That's a good thing about God's will for you, right? And then the, the last part, the idea of gratitude. Again, this on the surface sounds great. And, and maybe, you know, some of you, you're like, yeah, yeah, I do want to be thankful. Being thankful, it's a better energy, isn't it? Have you ever met someone who's like not thankful, like, like, nowadays, we talk about, like, entitlement, right? Or, or privilege, like, all of these things, like, where, where someone is entitled. It's, like, kind of annoying and obnoxious, right? It's like, oh, yeah, well, of course. Of course, you know, I get the best stuff. You know, you're like, dude, who are you? It's just, it feels kind of gross, right? But when someone is really thankful, like, just for everything, you know? Like, I don't know, someone has a bagel this morning. It's not like, ah, like, why is this bagel, like, why, we, why do we get the same bagels? But you're like, bagel, and you eat it, and you're like, oh, this bagel's so good, thank you, thank you, right? It's, it's, it's like a good energy, right? And, and I think a lot of us would want that, but here's the thing. Here's the thing where I think the real world starts tripping us up a little bit, in all circumstances. Ooh, now it starts getting real. Like, you're like, okay, yeah, I want to be thankful, but in all all circumstances? You know, for me, uh, I don't know, man. There's just some circumstances that I'm just not very thankful for. You know, when I think about, like, some of the things that are, that, that are happening in my life, some of the things that are, like, really stressing me out, and not just that, but my response to them, that's the thing that really gets me. It's like, why am I the way that I am? I, I've shared this before, but one of the things for me is that I care a lot about what other people think, and I hate it. I hate it. So when I feel like someone is disappointed in me, or, or, or like someone doesn't understand me, you know, um, and, and like maybe like, like the not understanding thing, um, th- that one just drives me crazy. Because th- there's this like, like attempt to communicate, like, hey, these are my intentions. And someone's like, no, they're not. You know, they're like, no, I really know what your intentions are, and they're bad. And you're like, no, understand me. I had good intentions, and you can't change their mind. Oh, it drives me crazy. I'm a people pleaser. It's just one of the things that I've learned, you know, from the time I was really young. 
I, I'm not even sure exactly where it comes from, but I care so much about what people think, and when I feel like people don't like me, oh, like, like I can't sleep at night, you know? It, it bothers me so much, and there are times where I'm like, why am I like this? Am I thankful for that? Am I thankful for the fact that I'm like so overtuned to care about what people think? What about you guys? Are there things in your life where you're like, I'm definitely not thankful for that? And, and friends, I have to say that for me, I do think I have a lot to be thankful for. I definitely think that, you know, there are some people that their pain and their story, like, like if, if I even try to compare, like, you can't do that, right? But what I'm told, and I think there's a lot of wisdom in this, is we're not supposed to compare stories, right? But we all have pain. Some of you guys have pain that just like on paper, like it just would like really kind of dwarf my pain, or at least, you know, in my eyes it would, you know? Um, and, and there's some things that we just go through and we look at it and we're like, yeah, I don't want this. <laughs> I don't want this life. I, I didn't choose this. How can I be thankful for that? Do you ever think about that, friends? Well, for me, uh, one of the things that I've been realizing is it doesn't say give thanks for everything. It says give thanks in all circumstances. How's that different? How's that different? Well, one is that I think that for some of us, like, like I, I don't know what your theology is, but this is like kind of my Methodist theology is that I don't think God is necessarily doing things to us all the time. I think we make choices. At least it looks like a choice. You know, it looks like a choice, smells like a choice. But I do think God is working in all the things that we do. So even when I make a mistake, or someone else, maybe they make a mistake, maybe they do something to hurt me, or maybe there's something in their environment that is, you know, hurting me or affecting me or whatever, right? Like, it may not be anyone's fault, but something bad happens, right? You know, I, I don't think necessarily God made that happen, right? I don't know if you guys remember, but um, there's that story about, like, there's this tower that fell on these people, and the disciples were trying to understand it, and they're like, okay, God, uh, uh, Jesus, who sinned? Who sinned? What, was it their sin that God's punishing them by, like, making a tower fall on them? What, was it their parents' sin? Was it their ancestors' sin? And <laughs> Jesus was like, no. Like, like the sun shines on the wicked and the good, right? The rain falls on the righteous and the unrighteous, right? We can't always understand why these things are happening, right? But what, we, we, what, what I believe is that God is working in all of those things. And so there is this idea that God is not doing all these things to us, but in all circumstances, he is working for us, Right? That is why we can give thanks in all circumstances. So, so I'll say that again. God is not doing all these things to us, but in all circumstances, he is working for us. Does that make sense? Right? So if I decide to, I, this is a terrible example, but it's one that came to my mind. If I decided to chuck this remote at Tay right now, don't worry, just like the olive oil, I'm not going to do Someone found that way too funny. <laughs> but if I, if I were to throw this at Tay, God didn't make me do it, right? I decided to do it, right? But, but there could be ways that, I mean, you know, just for example, like, why did I throw the, the remote at Tay? Why did I pick Tay out of all the people in this room? Maybe there's something we need to work out. Maybe there's something God can do in our relationship. 
Where after, I, like, like, I mean, definitely we're going to have to learn a lesson on reconciliation. We're going to have to learn how to forgive each other, right? We're going to learn how to, like, get over some of these things, right? Um, sorry, Tay, I don't know why I picked you, but <laughs> we're good. We're good, bro. <laughs> But friends, you know, in those things, like, I, I know sometimes we look at them and we're like, God, why? Why? And for me, friends, um, as I think about my own life, right, um, I, I do think that God is bringing me to a place where I'm learning to give thanks for all of it in some ways, right? Even the things that are not good. I've been learning this concept. Um, apparently, United Methodists love this phrase, and I, I don't know. It's like kind of like, it's, it's very um, in now for people to say both and. Have you guys ever heard that? Um, and so it's this way of kind of like holding two truths that sometimes seem kind of inconsistent, right? So on one hand, your pain can be terrible. It's not good, right? On one level, like, like it really does hurt, and it really does suck. Right? On one hand, that can be true. And on the other hand, God can work through that. Do you ever see somebody who's gone through terrible pain and tragedy, but they're this much more sensitive person through that? They're much more caring and empathetic because of what they went through. They've learned these lessons. They've learned wisdom that you could not normally learn, Right? I, I was reading this book on trauma. It's called uh, What Happened to You? And it's uh, Dr. Bruce Perry uh, with Oprah Winfrey. Who Oprah Winfrey has been very interested in trauma and trying to figure it out because her past was very traumatic. Um, she, she's shared a lot of this very publicly, and it's actually in the book, um, where she talks about that her mom just basically abandoned her, didn't want her. She was very, very young when she had Oprah and didn't know how to care for a child. And so Oprah was abandoned by her mom, and then she stayed with her grandma, uh, who was very traditional and believed in kind of corporal punishment and was abusive, right? I mean, like, like she loved her, but was definitely abusive. There's no two ways about it. And she went through all this stuff, and she said that when she was a kid, she just like wished that she had this kind of like perfect family. You know, she, she called it the leave it to beaver family, you know? And, and that mom and dad are there and just, you know, they're, they're always like hugging and affirming and, and just like they would tuck her in at night. You know, there's this one story that she shares where um, she had a, a, a role in a movie where she had a daughter and the director told her like, okay, tuck in your daughter. And she went and she like put the blanket over her daughter and, she, and the director's like, cut. He's like, no, 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 tuck in your daughter. And Oprah's like, okay, let's do it again. And she like throws the blanket over her daughter. And she's like, and the, the, the director had to come and show Oprah how to tuck in a child where you take the blanket and you like, you know, you, you make it tight under them because she had never had that, right? And so on one level, she's like, I, like, if I could go back in time, would I have like rewrite my childhood? Would I change things? Would I make it so that my mom didn't abandon me? Would I make it so that my grandma didn't beat me? Would I make it so that I knew what it looked like to be tucked in at night? What about for you? If you could rewrite your childhood, would you? Because this is the thing with Oprah. I mean, this is one of the things that you guys probably already know about Oprah, that she's very successful, right? And, and she has become this person who is in a position to help a lot of people now, right? 
And so she's like, would I have become that person without my pain, without this story? And I got to tell you, friends, for me, that really hit me. And for me, I'm like, yeah, would I change my story? I, I mean, I'm not going to go into all the stuff. And, and you know, again, I, I think I'm like, I have so much to be thankful for. But there are definitely things in my story that I'm like, yeah, that, that's not so great, you know? That, that, that my, my reactions to those things, there are times where I get so stressed and I get so angry at myself, I like literally yell out loud. I say, what's wrong with me? I don't know if you guys have ever done that. What's wrong with me? You know, and again, the title of this book, it's not what's wrong with you, it's what happened to you. These things are part of your story. And yeah, there are some things that I'm still dealing with, for sure. But would I be the person I am today without my story? I already told you that I care a lot about what people think. It's a bad thing in a lot of ways. But it can be a good thing. Because I care about people (laughs) and what they think, right? And and so, you know, yeah, in some ways, maybe it's over-tuned. Right? But I, I don't think I'd be the pastor that I am if I didn't care about people and what they think. Right? I know my story has made me who I am. And there are many ways where I'm like, it is not this like really kind of trite thing that we say, oh, just be thankful in all circumstances. Man, you need some courage to do that. You need some fortitude to really look at your life, all of it, in all circumstances, and to say, God, thank you for all of that. Because there are many of us, we don't want to do that. There are parts of our story we want to completely disown, right? We want to orphan that part of our story and say, "Mm, no, I want to pretend like that didn't happen, right? And you guys probably know enough that when you do that, it actually does a lot of damage to your psyche, right? But there's this place where we can look at all of it. And again, you know, it's a both end. Yes, there are painful things. There are things that are really terrible, genuinely bad, right? But those things already happened to you, and God is using it, and God has already used it to to make you the person that you are and the person you are becoming. And in that circumstance, we can say, Thank you. Thank you for all of it. In some ways, it sounds weird, but I wouldn't change a thing. Um, there, there's a song that, that I, I really loved uh, when I was, uh, it was like late college into seminary. Um, it was called Lead of Love by Cademan's Call. They're a very old Christian group. I, I don't think they're, they're like actively making music right now. But I used to listen to the song all the time. And um, I want to actually share the lyrics with you guys um, as we close here. But um, there's this time where, um, oh, actually, yeah, let let, let me share the lyrics with you, and then I'll tell you kind of how I reflected on this. Um, So it, it, it goes like this. Looking back at the road so far, the journey's left its share of scars, mostly from leaving the narrow and straight. Looking back, it is clear to me that a man is more than the sum of his deeds, and how you've good made good of this mess I've made is a profound mystery. Looking back, you know you had to bring me through all that I was so afraid of. 
Though I questioned the sky, now I see why. I had to walk the rocks to see the mountain view. Looking back, I see the lead of love. Looking back, I can finally see how failures bring humility. It brings me to my knees. I'd rather have wisdom than be a comfortable fool. Looking back, you know you had to bring me through all that I was so afraid of. Though I questioned the sky, now I see why. I had to walk the rocks to see the mountain view. Looking back, I see the lead of love. I feel like uh, when I was in seminary, um, I, I, I just went through so many things in seminary. Um, some of you guys know my story. Um, a lot of my issues really came to a head. Um, I, I didn't know I was clinically depressed, but apparently I was. Um, I, I had a drinking problem. Um, I, I almost had to, uh, almost was kicked out of school because I stopped going to classes. And um, as I was coming out of a lot of the stuff, there's still a lot of pain. There's still a lot of wounding. I was healing, but that pain was still there, you know? And so I, I decided to go to the Shenandoah Mountains uh, in Virginia. It was beautiful. And I did this kind of personal retreat. And um, it was just kind of like hiking uh, this, this path. And, um, you know, I was told that there's these beautiful paths in, in, in this Shenandoah mountain area. And so it just says, like, you know, um, go this way, right? And it's like scenic view ahead, right? And so, like, I knew it was a mountain. But the weird thing about the mountain was there are times where I was climbing up, and there's times where I'm climbing down. And there's times where, like, I'm looking ahead, and you can see, like, you're like, oh, okay, that's where I'm going. And there's other times where you're kind of, like, wrapping around on this path, and there's, like, rocks, and there's, like, a, like, almost like a cliff face almost, and you can't see the path at all, but you just kind of trust. You just keep walking, and the path just keeps appearing, right? And I'm just going all around and all around, and, like, it was almost like it just popped out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, I come to this clearing, and there's a rock, right? And you go up, and there's these big rocks, and I think they put the big rocks there so you wouldn't fall over, but you could see there, like, like, it wasn't like the peak, but it was one of the peaks. And then I could see uh, this beautiful valley. I would like to tell you this is the Shenandoah Valley. I don't know what this is. It's just Google Images, right? <laughs> I just looked up Mountain View, right? And this is what popped up. Um, I, I didn't have a camera with me, and so I didn't pick a, take a picture. But I just sat there, and, and I was thinking about that song, The Lead of Love. I had to walk the rocks to see the mountain view. I don't know what rocks you've had to walk. I don't know what you've been through. But in all of those things, God was present. And he was working and he is working. And friends, there is something that I think, you know, it is God's will for you. In all of those things, I think God wants to teach us to learn how to say thank you to learn to, to accept all of those parts of our story, even the really horrendous parts. Not to say that those things were good in and of themselves, but God can work good through them, right? And it is your story. You are who you are because of them. You are becoming stronger because of them. You are becoming wiser because of them if you don't divorce them from your story. But you let them be a part of it and you let God work through it. I want to just take a moment Friends, um, and then I'm going to ask uh, Haram to come up, but let's just take a moment in silence. You know, I, I don't know how this message is hitting you. It's a very, very short message, very simple. But is there a part of your story 
that you have not wanted to own. You're like, "Mm -mm, no, 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 not that one. I'm not thankful for that circumstance. I can't be thankful for that. And the thing, and some of the things that happen in that may not be good, but God was good in it. And maybe you have enough distance where you can see a little bit how God has been using that and working through that and bringing life out of something that looked like death. If there is something in your life and you know that is already true, friends, can we just say thank you? Just thank God. Just take a moment to just say, God, like, I don't want to gloss this over. I want to be grateful for what you have done and how you are still using that story. But this is the part that's going to be a little bit harder. Is there something that's happening in your life right now? And, and it just, you're just being honest. I'm not going to ask you. You don't have to tell anyone. But just in the honesty of this space to just say, I'm not thankful for this. I don't want to own this part. Maybe we're not ready to say thank you yet. But can we just take a moment to just maybe be still? I don't know, just let God speak. Maybe God wants to tell you something right now. Maybe God wants to speak his love over you in that. To say, child, I I don't have all the answers right now. Maybe they will come. Maybe you'll never fully understand. But I just want you to be held right now. I just want you to know that I never stopped holding you through that. I I will never stop loving you through all the things you go through. And Adam, can you come up? Lord, thank you so much for your love that is always enfolding us. And it is your will, God, that we can learn to, I mean, yeah, to pray without ceasing, to have that connection with you. So even if things are hard, we can tell you that. Even if things like we're not good with it, Lord, we, it, yeah, we, we look at the prayers of, of King David and at times like how he was just like, Lord, this is just so terrible. My soul is on fire. But he had that connection open with you. And ultimately his heart could be attuned to the rhythm of thanksgiving to say, God, I know you are good. I know you are good all the time, all the time. You are good even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even though my soul feels like it's on fire, you are still working. And I want to let you in. I want to let you be a part of that. And I want to learn, God, how to be thankful for each and every part of my story. God, thank you for what you are doing in each of our lives and how you are weaving together even the pain even the things that were meant for our destruction. And you're using it for good. You're using it for beauty. You're using it for wisdom. You're using it, God, for life and for blessing and love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.